Welcome to the Self-Care Project podcast, where we talk about all things health and wellness. As coaches, moms, and athletes, we share what has worked for us and our clients, as well as our struggles. We are passionate about being real as women, moms, and professionals, and helping others live healthy lives through sustainable habits. Our mission is to help more people see self-care is not selfish. All right. Hey, you guys, I am Stacy here with my co-host Casey and we are the self-care project podcast. We are super excited to be here with you guys this morning. We we're talking about something that, uh, I was kind of inspired by a book that I had read maybe 10 years ago and just talking to my girls. So my girls are, my, my baby is about to be 20. My oldest daughter's 23 and going through some hard stuff, with, but not hard stuff, but like big adulting decisions with them in the last couple of weeks. And it really just kind of brought this up for me. Like if you had one piece of advice to give your younger self, to give your 20 year old self, what would it be? Right. And so I put the post out on Facebook and Instagram asking friends and followers, what advice they give their younger self, like your 20 year old self. And I got some pretty good stuff. I was kind of surprised at some of the stuff that I got. Um, I won't go through all of those, but I do have a couple that I will go through. Casey, what are your thoughts on this? Okay. Yeah. So let's just take a minute to talk about it. I, for me, I was such a people pleaser when I was growing up. And I think I really did even carry that into my early 20s, that uh, there were probably a lot of things that I look at myself now and wish that I could have said, or I think maybe more so even understood when I was younger. But I also think that there's a reason why we aren't born with a lot of wisdom and knowledge when we're young, right? Like it's a time in our life when we're supposed to be like growing and learning and developing. And so I sometimes find myself like obviously being like, man, I just wish that if I could have been the person then that I am now, how different some of my choices probably would have been. But I mean, we can't go back, right? But so I did, I kind of came up with my top three. So I'm just going to start with, um, with my first one. And for me, it was don't sacrifice yourself for the sake of others. This comes from being a people pleaser for a very long time. Um, I was a kid. My parents divorced when I was young. But when my dad remarried, that put five girls in the house. Uh, six, if you included my stepmom. Yeah, it was a good time for him. Um, so it was just like one of those things where like at some point you're just kind of, I found myself going along to get along because at times it was complete and utter chaos, but I think it's just to be strong in what you believe and know that you're not meant to be friends with everyone. It's okay not to be liked by everyone. And it really comes down to like liking yourself first. And when you do that, you find the people that are meant to be in your life instead of feeling like that you are being a doormat. Right. And I think, you know, a lot of times we learn these things because we're in survival mode. Right. And I think about, um, I think about the things that I would want to, 
you know, we want to pass our wisdom along to our children, right? We don't want them to make the same mistakes as us or, and you know, that actually brings up an even more like fair point is that we actually do want them to make some mistakes. And it's hard to watch them make those mistakes and do that stuff. But realizing that that is how we learn things. It, you know, having someone tell you that, you know, a decision that you're going to make is wrong and that you should make this decision doesn't always work. And a lot of times we just kind of need to figure it out on our, on our own. Um, the, the first one that I have is one that someone commented on Facebook posts and it said, don't marry the first one or the second one either. And so I thought this was funny. I'm like third time's the charm. Right. Um, but just understanding that he's probably not the one, like, you're some of some people have fallen in love with their high school sweetheart and that's been the one forever my mom and dad met when my mom was like 15 and they've been together ever since right so I get that I met my husband when I was 22 right and Mm -hmm. you know gone through a couple bad eggs before then I'd gone through some good (laughs) eggs some bad eggs some just <laughs> meh eggs. <laughs> and, you know, I was talking to my aunt this morning and I was just kind of like, it was interesting just to, to like, think about how with the things that you learn about yourself and the things that you learn about your, your potential partner, when you're going through things like this, um, it, it just is, is really interesting, but just understanding that, you don't have to, not every relationship you're going to be in is going to be long-term. And I think that's important. And, you know, they all have a reason in a season. And I think that's something that is important for, that would have been important for my 20 year old self to understand. Yeah, listen, I get that. I, and I think it's when you do find the one you realize how not the one the others were, if that makes sense. It's like, you know, you're like, oh, I really thought this was going to work out. And then when you find the one, hopefully that you, that you love and marry, then you're like, oh, I had no idea, like what a relationship was actually supposed to be. Um, But, and let's not talk about the train wreck and the dumpster fires that you had to go through to get to (laughs) that one. So, you know, and, and like I said, I am still friends with some of the people that I dated. I'm not friends with others. Uh, you know, it's, and we make mistakes. Like I certainly wouldn't want anybody that I was in a relationship, whether it be a friendship or a, you know, romantic relationship to hold anything against me during that time, because, you know, just like everybody else, we're all just trying to figure it out. And, um, yeah, crazy, but yes, he's not, he's probably not the one (laughs) that's that's it. (laughs) That's it in a nutshell. Uh, Okay. So my second one was, if you're unhappy and you're uncomfortable, you're very likely in a situation, friendship or relationship that you don't belong in. And I'm not talking about where we talk about now, like you grow outside your comfort zone, right? That's not what I am talking about. I am talking about those situations where it's like your spidey sense is going off. Right. And again, I'm coming from a perspective of like, I allowed myself to to be in situations and go through things that looking back now, I am just thankful that I am where I am today. 
like this, like standing up for yourself, protecting yourself, protecting your values, just making sure that you are, you're really listening to yourself and you're very mindful of situations. You know, uh, William calls me like the most naive person he's ever met. And because I try to live in this life where I'm like, everybody is just inherently good. Like there's good in everyone. Not everyone has this, um, this underlying agenda. And he believes very, very differently. We were just talking about this last night uh, with a couple of friends of ours. But I, I think it was just that, like, I can remember being in situations where I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I, this is making me really uncomfortable, but I wasn't like confident enough. I think to just be like, Hey, this isn't for me. I'm, I'm leaving or I'm not going to do that. And so I think it's just finding, even if it's one of those things where it's like, you just have to fake it until you make it kind of thing when it comes to your confidence, like it might be really, really hard, but if you are in a situation and you are feeling really uncomfortable trust that gut feeling and run like hell yes and you know you don't always though those spidey senses a lot of times we get in this thing where we think that having more friends is better or we think that and and you really do and this is something that both of my girls especially my youngest and she is really really picky about who she spends her time with and at first I was kind of like you're really hard on people and she is and she has some pretty <laughs> high expectations and it's something that she's she's learning to you know to to grow with but um you you need to be picky you mm-hmm. need to be picky. And if I could go back, the one thing that I would do is choose more friends in, especially during high school. And in, for me, what would have been when I was in the Navy, but you know, college or whatever, but people who wanted things, you know what I mean? It's not always the cool people or not always the people who are getting all the attention on the courtyard or at lunch or whatever, like choose the people who have who have motivation and goals and dreams and put yourself around other people that have similar goals as you do, because that's, you know, going to make a huge impact on where you go and what you do. And, you know, it's just the choose your friends wisely kind of thing. I think I could have spent a lot more time dreaming about going to college and doing things like that when I was in high school, especially as opposed to doing the stuff that I was doing. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think this is another one too. It's like, you know, but, and choose people that are kind, like right. you, if you're around people and you're get you're like feeling negative all the time. Right. We've talked about this a lot. Like, yes. Oh, find the nice kids, find the kind kids, those that are bullies. And those that are mean, like those, those people are not they're not your people, especially, no. in, I mean, unless you, unless you just really thrive around people like that. And most people do not like be around people who are kind and caring. Well, and you know, you said, you said something that really kind of brings up something, something else. And we have talked about it, about setting boundaries and things like that. But sometimes you get around somebody with a personality that just doesn't bring out the best in you. And those are, mm-hmm. you don't, you can't be afraid to create some distance between you and that person either. And, you know, they, 
it's not personal people. <laughs> it very much, it very much is a me thing, right? Like, like, well, you're just kind of bringing out something in me that I don't like. And whether it be somebody who's, you know, a little competitive or somebody who talks over somebody or, and, you know, I, I can tend to be protective over people. So sometimes somebody who's like that, it just kind of like sets it, lights a fire in me and it irritates me and it will turn me into an, like, it's, it's not, it's not nice. It's not cute. <laughs> so, um, but I don't like feeling that way. And I don't like walking away from a situation where, uh, where I wasn't my best self and where I kind of feel icky about things that I said or things that I didn't say. And, you know, it's, yeah. So I don't, mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. Um, so my, the second one that I put on here was exercise shouldn't be a punishment. And she went on to say, it should be a celebration of what your body is capable of doing. And I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think, and you know, your kids are, your kids are athletes. My kids were athletes. Uh, I was a gymnast and then, you know, and then worked it's waiting tables <laughs> it's waiting tables in high school and trying to make it through your life is that considered a sport yes um, yeah I wish I would have played sports in high school I wish I would have played sports in college um my husband swears as much as I like to run that I probably should have played soccer but soccer wasn't cool in my hometown so um but no exercise shouldn't be punishment and I think that that's something that we kind of all get away from is is we're all trying to lose something or shrink ourselves or make ourselves smaller, or we're, we feel like we're trying to exercise away calories. And, you know, I had you, especially being a, a, you know, part of what I do is create fitness programs and mm -hmm. having these Turkey burns and things like that. And people love them and it brings people together and people show up and literally our Turkey burn aerobathon is like one of our has been in the past, one of our most well-attended events. And it's, it's because people like to exercise, right? But sometimes that gives off the impression that we're, we're punishing ourselves for the Thanksgiving dinner we ate, or, um, you know, you're punishing yourself with extra cardio or beating yourself up in the gym. And it, when, when I am working with, people who want to be fitness professionals. One of the things that we talk about is that we shouldn't be aiming to make people puke and we shouldn't <laughs> to make, right. I mean, listen, I will tell you, you would be surprised. You would be so surprised at some of the things that people say, um, you know, and, and people are proud of that. They are mm -hmm. proud of the fact that they exercise a class until somebody threw up. And that's just really not where we should be. I, I mean, no. there's there from a fitness professional standpoint, there is a point where you could feel like you were going to throw up where you could work that hard, but that shouldn't be the goal of your exercise session. Mm -hmm. So we could go on a whole nother rant page about that. <laughs> we certainly could. All right. So for my last one, and I will say, I think I probably realized this one really hit hard whenever I became a mom. Um, because there was, there was some time in my, during high school that uh, I was really struggling with my 
relationship with my mom. And it wasn't even so much her at the time. It was the relationship that she was in. And I was at, I was coming into a stage where I was a little less kind of go along to get along at this point. I was kind of growing into someone who had a stronger opinion and somebody who would kind of start to stand up for herself. So it just, it was a very volatile situation for a while. But you're, you're it. You're the one that I'm practicing this on. You're going to get all of it. Here you go. hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's exactly what was happening. Um, And so it would be my advice to any of our young listeners. And even if you're not, maybe, maybe you're not young, maybe you're older, like we are in your inner forties and maybe you still, but be kind and be respectful to your mom. Now, if you have an estranged relationship with your mother, that's a whole different thing. But for, I would like to think the majority and for me, applicable to me and my mom, she was the most, she was always there unwavering support, working her tail off, especially after my parents divorced was always our greatest supporter, worked her work schedule around what was going to allow her to be present at most of our things, staying up late to be at basketball games or whatever it was and getting up for first morning shift. She worked shift work after my parents divorced um, in order to be able to support us. And she fought so hard for us all of the time. And it wasn't, and, and I know now looking, I'm like, man, she was, she was tired. She was exhausted all of the time. And she still showed up. And I, when I became a mom, I can remember for so many times in those early stages where I was like, I am so sorry. Like, I am so sorry for (laughs) who I was. I'm so sorry for all of the things that I did and all of the things that I said. And so it was just one of those times where it was like, it was really becoming a mom became a very humbling experience for me because I started to understand how much my mom sacrificed for us and how crappy I was to her at times. So be kind, be kind to your mom. It's so important. You only, you only get one. Right. And you know, you bring something up that is uh, really interesting is that, or I, or I brought it up. So we're going to talk about it. (laughs) Um, You really do have a safe space with your, sometimes with your parents, right? These are people who should love us unconditionally and you know, you should be able to set boundaries with your family. You should be able to set boundaries, especially with your mom, just because somebody is your mother. And I'm not saying that this was the case with you, but just because somebody is your mother doesn't mean that they are entitled to a boundaryless relationship with you, but being able to test that and being able to try out your, your confidence and be able to try out setting those boundaries in a safe space space with your family is, is not unusual. And that's really what we're doing as, as teenagers and young adults is we're, we're testing our boundaries. We are, uh, we are pushing the limits in a space that we feel like is safe, or we are having a reaction out of feeling unsafe, you know, and that, and that could be the case too, but you know, yes, you're right. You're, our parents are doing the best that they can the majority of the time, you know, and, (laughs) and I'll, I will tell you after, and I'm still, I'm still in it. You guys, if you think that your kids magically turn adults and it all goes away, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Great. 
I know we signed up for (laughs) for 18 years of them being, I love my girls. They're great. And they're figuring their life out. This is really a a hard time and an exciting time for them. But that's just the big thing. Like, listen, it's going to be hard. It's going to be exciting. There's going to be some, some really rad shit that you look back one day and you're like, man, I like, I can't believe I'm doing this, or I can't believe I did that. Or, you know, I can't believe how far I've come. And that kind of takes me into my next thing. So we're going from boundaries to um, setting some boundaries up for yourself. And the third one is you don't need that. Oh man. I wish I would have gotten this. I wish I had gotten this way before. Yes. Save, (laughs) save your money and like a lot of it and put yourself on a budget where you are, where you are saving your money, right? Where you're living on less and continue to live on that. And, you know, I was watching a thing the other day, there's some really great Instagram accounts right now that are, um, that are supported by, uh, what am I trying to say? Like accounts for investing and stuff like that Mm. for young people. And one of the things that I noticed is that they are, um, really giving out a lot of tips on how to, how to save your money, especially when you're a young person just starting out. There is a lot of accounts on Instagram that are doing a really good job of telling people how to be able to start to use their money wisely, even when you're just starting out as a young person. And I think that that's something that we don't talk about enough. And one of the things is, you know, regardless of what your background is, at some point as a young person, you... most of us are going to struggle a little bit, right? You're going to have a readjustment period where you're adjusting from what you had as an adult or had as a young person when your parents were taking care of you to what you're able to provide for yourself on your income. And, and it really just is an adjustment. You, you don't take your parents' money or your family's money the majority of the time with you when, when you are adulting. And that's something that, you know, we still do a lot of supporting for our girls. You know, I still have one in college and one that's not. So, you know, we still do a lot of supporting that doesn't go away, but it's, it's still a matter of them adjusting their lifestyle, right? And I wish that that was something that I had learned sooner. Oh, girl, me and you both, like, (laughs) I mean, we're, we're there now, but I mean, we've been married, uh, it'll be 19 years this year. So, I mean, like it's taken us a hot minute to get to where we are. So yes, that if I can, if I can, if I could have the opportunity to go back, that would probably be one thing that we would most definitely take a very uh, different approach to because there is so much more to life than money. Right. And they say it all the time, like money can't buy you happiness, like, and it can't, but it can help with stress management (laughs) in your adult life (laughs) and how you're able to just be honestly just like be more present instead of just being you know uh on the just grinding every single day and not grinding because you're making all of these you know you're doing all these great things like when you're grinding just to stay afloat and keep a roof over your head like it's exhausting so yes that is one I love that one you don't need it 
if you, Dave Ramsey is somebody that I've, we've done his program and we, we follow him pretty regularly. That's, it's not for everyone. And I didn't, we didn't do it to the letter because again, it's one of those things where learning to, to save, but not to necessarily feel like you're just stuck at home, but yes, girl, save Um, and save a lot. (laughs) Um, there is a, um, I'm trying to find it really quick about the, um, Oh, here it is. And don't laugh. I love her Instagram handle. It's called the broke black girl, but man, she put some really, really great. And of course, you know, she's, she is in a space where she, so that part of her, um, part of her description says competent and culturally relevant financial education. And what I find is that her, her information is really, really useful for young people. And I mean, it's useful for everybody. I found stuff in here that I found really useful too, but I just love that she talks so openly about money. I love that she talks about real no nonsense investing that anybody could do. And she also talks about saving about how to set up your, um, in a way that is manageable for someone. I mean, we're talking about saving $30 a month. Right. And like what that, that could be your thousand dollar emergency fund, which is what Dave Ramsey talks about. And Dave Ramsey's daughter also has an Instagram page. She's really, really good as well. There's definitely a lot of stuff. So find finding some information, like you don't always have to have things from your parents or whatever you really can have. There are so many different resources for information for many these days, stuff that they're just not going to teach you in school. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things that I think is really important to remember is, you know, a lot of times we are making up for things that we didn't have as kids. Yes, that is so true. And, you know, you have to be careful that it's like that you don't turn your finances into the freshman 15, Like you go yep. away to college. And for the first time ever, nobody's fixing your food for you. Nobody's telling you what to eat. Nobody's managing your, your time. Um, and then, you know, next thing, you know, you put on 15 pounds, you don't want the same thing to happen with your finances. And that is that you spend your first year or two as a young adult outside of the house and you get some credit cards or you, um, you get a job and you start to spend more, the more money you make. And, and that's like, you know, you have a, you have a job where you're making $30,000 a year and you get really excited and you know, you're just barely getting by, you're paying your rent, you got your insurance and then you get a raise for doing a really good job. Now you're making $40,000 a year, but you decide you're going to buy a new car because you've got a raise. And then you get another raise because you, you did another good job or you were there for a year and they give you 10,000 more dollars. And now you buy a luxury handbag or you go out on a shopping spree. Like you're, you're not, you're taking away that extra money that you're making because you are, are purchasing these things that are still even are out of your, out of your budget. Right. Mm -hmm. And we just want to be mindful that we're not spending the money as soon as we get it. And that's one of the things that I've tried to teach my girls is that every year with the government, we just get a cost of living increase. Right. And that whether it was my active duty 
partner or it was myself working for the government, you get these raises or you get a performance bonus or something like that. And every year when I would get that, I would increase my 401k. Mm-hmm. And so I went from investing what the employer match was for my job, which was 3%, which was the minimum to now I invest the max, which is 35% or 30% of, of my pay. Right. So being able to do that means that I'm still making, when I go back and I compare my paychecks, I'm still making the same thing. I'm still bringing home the same amount that I was bringing home five years ago, but I'm paying less taxes or about the same amount of taxes, but my gross income is higher. So I'm building my 401k, but I'm living off of the same amount of money that I was living off of five years ago. And that's really important for people to understand. Even when I'm budgeting, going into a new job with a promotion, with more income, I'm still budgeting for that same amount of money that I am living off of now because I know that I can, right? Mm -hmm. And that's something that you know, a lot of people just don't understand is like those small changes over time really have a huge impact. And I've been able to, you know, I was out of the workforce for a long time. I didn't start saving money in a 401k or a retirement plan until I was in my thirties. And so I'm making up for lost time. It's unfortunate that there isn't a, a process for us to, you know, double up here and there when we decided we wanted to be out of the workforce to, to stay home with our kids. But um, I'm making up for lost time, but in doing that, I was able to be able, I was able to catch up to where my husband is, who has been saving for 26 years. So that's, you know, sometimes it just takes budgeting and it takes living within your means. And that's something that's really hard, especially when you're trying to do more and do better. And you, you know, like you said, money's not everything, but Damn sure makes things easier. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, if you guys have something that you would like to share with us, we would love to hear from you. This topic, there's there's a book somewhere out there. I'll see if I can find it and link it in the show notes that I had read a couple of years ago. It's a really short read. And it was just about what I would tell my 20-year-old self. And it was great. But uh, if you have some more of these, we'd love to hear from you. You can post it on our Instagram page. You could send it to us in an email, either one, or connect with us on our social media. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Until next time, you guys take care. Thank you for joining us. And we hope you enjoyed the episode. Check the show notes for details. And as always, you can connect with us on Instagram at self-care project podcast. If you're interested in joining us or there's something you want to hear about, please send us a DM. You can find me at caseystevens.com or on Instagram at caseystevenswellness. You can find me at stacygartner.com or on Instagram at stacygartner. Everything else is linked in the show notes. Take care and stay healthy, you guys.